I'm here with a lot of clams on one of the islands just out away from uh, Nanmadal. You think about a clam and pearls. It gets a teeny single grain of sand inside somehow. It begins an irritation process and that clam excretes and forms a, a, a wrapping around that sand seed, as it were, and it grows and grows until it produces a gorgeous and beautiful pearl. Today, we're going to look at some irritation, and we're going to look at what happened in some beautiful pearls. Stay tuned. You know, when Jesus came to this earth, he came with a specific purpose of calling us back to himself. We'd wandered far away, and his every act was designed to draw us closer. Much of his time was spent in relieving suffering and pain. He's called us to do the same, hence the mission of Canvasback, to be the healing hands to a suffering world. Tell me what you think of what Canvasback is doing here at the hospital, the, the team that comes to... Oh, fantastic. I wish they could be here for six months. Because beyond six months, then they would not have patients. Okay, but there's there's six months worth of patients. Yeah, I think, I think, I think so, because they need to go through the process of uh, exam. Mm -hmm. uh, some of them may not need, but there's uh, a lot of them that need, but have not been able to come. We did your, did we do your breath? Yeah. You should have woke us up for me. Let's see how it's doing today. Um, T, Z, O, D, C, C, O, L, D, E, O, F, P, T, O, G, E, T. Samara, so do you understand any of the language now that you've been here? I don't. <laughs> I don't. Um, I really need to work on it a little bit, though. I know I can tell when they say good. I know one thing, That's though. You understand it. the language of love, and so do they. But. Yeah, there's. I think a lot is expressed through body language. When we don't have that communication, we can still just smile and make them feel comfortable without really understanding their language at all. And Mara, you're here at uh, the Canvasback Mission. Uh, why are you here? Uh, volunteerism is an important role in what I do personally and as well as with our clinic. So, and, and what's your expertise? Uh, so ophthalmic techs at our clinic, we work up patients, we kind of triage what the needs might be and then move forward and com communicate it to the doctor. How many years have you worked at your clinic? Uh, almost five. Five years. So you got five years of experience and uh, I assume you get a little vacation from your, your clinic, but I've also got a feeling you spend that vacation time here. Yeah, um, doing other volunteer events. This is my first time in Fonape. Okay. So okay. It's exciting. Why on earth do you spend vacation time volunteering and doing um, <laughs> more of the thing that you do at home? Um, there's just a, 
In our house, there's a saying that hope anchors the soul. And I think when we volunteer, we provide hope to other people. And doing that is really important. So it's something that I get fulfillment from. And I'm starting to pass it on to my kids. My kids have been joining me on some of the events. And it's really even better to see as a parent when your children become that same person and giving back and finding the joy out of doing so. And now you, your children are joining, not, not overseas. Not overseas. Okay. I wanted, I, I would bring them. This was my first time going overseas, so I wanted to try first. And then there's okay. potential. I would love to have them do it. And what do you think of this experience now that you're here? It's amazing. There, I am full of gratitude for the opportunity. The people are very patient with us as we learn our quirks and trying to work out our kinks. And they're very grateful for the services they're getting. So it makes it even more rewarding. I know there's no way that we can possibly capture all the, all the people and, and the lives that have been changed, but what are some of the, uh, the moments that you've peeled back those bandages and you've had some really cool experiences? There have been. Uh, we have a patient who's actually a retina patient, so the anticipation after cataract surgery wasn't to improve his vision. It was actually to improve our view to correct his retina. But yesterday when we took his tape off, we took it off and he said, that's what I'm talking about. And those are the moments that you get that, okay, this is really why I'm here. Or um, there was a gentleman yesterday, we took the tape off and they're very reserved here so they don't show emotion, but he became very welled up and had tears in his eyes and said, it's good, it's good. And so those are the moments that you go, this is why I'm here. Even if it's just a handful, they're worth it. There's other people maybe today that are kind of thinking about, oh, maybe, you know, I'd like to go sometime. What would you tell those people if they're hesitating? I would say don't hesitate. Participate. I think that we all have the time to volunteer if we make it. And um, it's, it's something that you cannot monetarily ever put a value on. So you truly see Canvasback making an impact on lives? Huge. I think it's an amazing, um, Jackie has a, a program that is unlike any other I've seen and I participate in quite a few um, in the US it's a little different but she has it down to a science and it's an amazing program the things are very well thought out they're very much return on investment is beyond measure with the monetary value now you say the, the ROI return on investment mm -hmm. um, here it's free, right? The, the clinic basically of what Canvasback is doing is free. Correct. But I understand that all of the, if you took a, a doctor back in the United States and did some of these procedures, you could be $10,000, $12,000 by the time hospital and anesthetists. And yeah, I mean, average out-of-pocket costs for cataract surgery without post-op um, is upwards of $7,000 per patient for just a standard lens. Um, and so, that's significant to be able to provide. And when we provide that to the people here, it comes back to the community. You have someone who has been able to be a contributing member of the community who's able to do those things and work and be able to help care for potentially grandchildren so their children can work. There's a whole bigger picture that is part of that process. So it's nice to see that. I heard one story. Uh uh, I think it was a previous clinic not long ago where the fellow came in, he said, I can't fish anymore, I can't do anything for myself anymore, I can't go swimming. This happened to be an ear, he had an ear situation. Doctors took care of him, and he just, he was so overjoyed, he said, I can fish again, I can, yeah. I can swim, I can stand out in the rain. He said, it's like, 
stand out in the rain. We never think of something like that. No. But these people, there's so many ways that canvasback does impact their lives. It's huge. I mean, you have patients who are hand motion in both eyes. So they're walking around the world literally watching shadows. And they have to have help. They cannot go to the store themselves. They can't see what they're purchasing. They can't get their own food. They can't prep their own meals. There's a lot that comes with your vision that we take for granted without looking at situations like these. And I think that's the biggest part. So now it frees up not only them, but a family member, at least one family member too, to be more productive in life. Yeah. Wow. You gonna do this again? Absolutely. Why? Um, I think being able to help people in this way is something that you just, you have to experience to understand it. And the amount of personal fulfillment I get from volunteering is something that I can't get doing anything else. So, and I do, I love my job just as much as I love volunteering because I'm fortunate enough to get paid to do something I love, but giving back is a really important thing. And we talked a moment ago about the, the ROI, receiving on investment. Mm -hmm. The investment by the donors, um, it's multiplied, right, as we, we talked about. If you wouldn't mind, talk with our donors for a moment or someone who may be considering giving the canvas back. Why should they do it? I think that um, when you invest in a person, the investment you get back in the form of a community is priceless. There's no dollar amount you can put on that. And if something as simple as a $10 donation, I mean, that's two cups of coffee for us. But you can provide someone the ability to have an entire life of freedom again. That's a pretty big return on investment. So Jackie's program is amazing. Canvas Back has been amazing. So I know you've got to go. You've got a stack of patients and you've got to finish lunch. <laughs> stack of charts. Uh, but, but tell me, is there any last thing you'd like to share? Um, I think that this is my first overseas volunteer program. Hopefully not my last. I would definitely participate again. It's well run. It's well received. And it's well tuned. And I think that it's a it's a very important, impactful program that's much needed. Mara, thank you so much for joining us. I know you're busy schedule, you gotta go, but thanks again. Yes, thank you. All right. The super teams are making an impact on hearts and lives a miracle at a time, but there's more, so stay tuned. Canvasback Missions has been changing hearts and lives in the islands of Micronesia for nearly four decades. Founders Jamie and Jackie Spence once ferried medical and dental teams by catamaran and ship across the Pacific Ocean. But when small hospitals were established on many island nations, the mode of operation changed, as did the needs of the people. To this day, however, these hospitals lack medical specialists to perform the most difficult surgeries. On an ongoing basis, Canvasback flies all volunteer super teams to the islands to conduct surgeries and to train local medical staff. Teams are usually comprised of specialists in the fields of gynecology, orthopedics, ophthalmology, ENT, dental, and others as needed. They dedicate two weeks of life-changing mission work to relieve the pain and suffering of the people. If you would like to volunteer for two weeks of life-changing work, log on to canvasback.org and follow the prompts to volunteer. Rabuti was born blind. That's right, he couldn't see at all. The entire family were his caregivers. Their lives were completely tied to the needs of their little son. 
The doctors at the hospital lacked the experience to provide him with surgical help. This situation continued for six long years. Making less than $100 per month, there was no way to ever afford the surgery. Even if they could fly off island, the surgery in another country could be $12,000. It looked like all hope was gone. Enter the Canvasback Super Team. Rabuti was examined and the surgery was performed. The day the bandages came off, he saw his parents and siblings for the very first time. He and the family were set free. There are more children like Rabuti who are in desperate need. You can change many lives. Please give sight to the blind. Log on to canvasback.org today to give your gift of love. I'm here with a lot of clams on one of the islands. You know, you think about a clam, and it's a single grain of sand that gets inside, begins irritating that clam, and they wrap it all up. They continually coat that until what? It forms a beautiful pearl. Today, we're going to talk about some pearls, the irritation in people's lives, but you're going to find out some amazing, beautiful things that happen because of the irritation. Giant clam. Boy, is it ugly on the outside. No beauty. But I think, you know, something else. This clam gets a single grain of sand inside and forms eventually from that single grain of sand a beautiful pearl. A beautiful pearl inside this. Now, come with me. I want to show you something else. I really wanted to show you ones that are cleaned up a little bit. I actually didn't want to grab the others because they've been out on the beach a little bit and they're really smelly. But I think about it, you know, Jesus came down to planet Earth, this really smelly planet. The, the only place in the cosmos where sin and suffering has occurred. See, it actually started way back in heaven. God created, well, an entire, an entire angelic host. And among that host was a being, Lucifer, the light bearer. Lucifer stood right next to God. And in this situation, he began looking in himself. I don't know how it occurred, but God had created every single being with absolute, complete, and free will. That meant he could deviate from God's desired path and God's original plan. Well, he certainly did deviate because he ended up creating war in all of heaven. He, he fought with his angels against God and, and the angels that stayed with God. Now, not all of them really even understood what was going on. They had never experienced anything like this. They'd never experienced sin. But here in this situation, there's actually a war that breaks out. Whether it was an actual war or a war of ideas, we really won't know until we get there to ask God. But the end result is he cast the devil now down here to planet Earth. He had just created Adam and Eve. What a beautiful couple. What a beautiful scene. He'd set everything to be absolutely perfect and beautiful for them in this gorgeous garden, that they might take care of this garden, that they might flourish and enjoy everything forever. And God said, there, there is one that's going to try and tempt you. And I've only allowed him to come to this one area, this one tree, the tree of knowledge of good and evil. Don't go around it. Don't go near it. Well, one day, Eve is, is wandering around and she's taking care of the garden. She wanders away from Adam's side. And lo and behold, she sees this beautiful tree. And in that tree is a serpent. And it speaks in a human voice, a human voice. 
says, Eve, <laughs> what are you doing, Eve, darling? Hey, check this tree out. Well, why don't you look at the fruit? And she looks at the fruit. She beholds it's beautiful. It's gorgeous. And then, <laughs> says, go ahead, try it. No, no, God says we shouldn't. Oh, God doesn't want you to be like God. That's why he doesn't want you to take it, because you'll certainly be like God. You know, just as the clouds have come over our heads, it was a dark moment on planet Earth. So the devil, in the form of a serpent, looks at her and says, go ahead, try this fruit. She said, no, no, no. She said, God says we shouldn't. Oh, it'll make you like God. It'll make you like God, and that's, he doesn't want that. Go ahead, try it. And she finally, you know, this is the way sin is, by the way. You look at it long enough, behold it long enough, you will desire it. She took of that fruit, she tasted it, she felt so exhilarated, so excited. Well, this is wonderful. She felt like she was ascending to another plane, just exactly as the devil said. She gathered up the fruit, she ran to her husband. Her husband knew immediately what she'd done. But he decided that he loved a woman more than he loved God. He partook of the fruit because he wanted to suffer the same fate. He just knew he could not be separated from the one he loved. And immediately Jesus came looking for him. The Jesus, the pearl, the Bible says, called him the pearl of great price. Jesus came looking for them. Adam, Eve, where are you? Yeah, he knew where they were, but he wanted them to respond. They hid themselves. Just think, they hid themselves from the one that created them, the one who'd walked with them in the cool of the afternoons in this beautiful garden. And they finally came out. Adam, what have you done? It was the woman you made, God. She's the one who did all this. Eve, what have you done? It was the serpent you made, God. It's all your fault. See, that's the way it is with sin. We, we create this situation where it's all God's fault. The devil's done a very good job here on planet Earth. But soon Jesus tells them the whole story and he says, one day in the history of man, I will come and die for you because you no longer have the power to overcome this evil. You no longer have the power to overcome this sin. So just as that beautiful pearl that created here in this ugly shell, as you were, came down here to planet Earth, this sin-filled Earth after thousands of years of sin, born in a humble stable, born to humble parents. He didn't come as a king. He came as one extremely humble as the human race would later look upon him and call him the pearl of great price. Jesus Christ, the one that, well, we just can't say enough about him, the Rose of Sharon, the bright and morning star. I mean, everything you can say about Jesus is true. It's beautiful because, you see, he came to separate you and separate me from sin. He came to restore us. Today, you're going to hear some amazing stories of restoration, physical restoration. That's what Jesus also came to do is restore us physically because the devil tries to tear us down. Once the physical restoration is complete, he's ready to restore us spiritually as well. Stay tuned for some amazing things today that you're going to see. Can you imagine having most of your front teeth rotted out? They've been that way for years and you have no hope of relief because the area dentists don't have the special training needed to tackle such a major task. That was the situation of Senator Shelton. 
He heard our Canvasback super team was coming to the island and he decided to visit the clinic. Our dental specialist took one look at him and knew it would be a challenge because most of his mouth needed to be reconstructed. Our Canvasback super teams excel in the hard to accomplish category. It was a special training day for local dentists as they crowded around the chair observing. And it was a special day for the patient. When the task was finished, he looked 20 years younger. He told us his wife didn't even recognize him when he got home. Please join Canvasback and help bring smiles back to the island people. Go to canvasback.org. Kazumi was about seven years old when she experienced ear infections in both ears. Her mother took her to the doctors, but they couldn't seem to clear up the infections. A couple of years passed and she began to lose some hearing. Her family saved up all the money they could and took her to another country looking for help. But all of the doctor's attempts failed. Two more years passed and Kazumi had lost most of her hearing. Her classmates tried to compensate by talking louder or standing in front of her directly so she could read their lips. Then a Canvasback ENT super team arrived and did surgery on both ears. Kazumi's hearing was restored. For almost four decades, Canvasback has been changing hearts and lives one miracle at a time. But your financial help is needed to keep this important work going. If you would like to volunteer or be a financial partner, log on to canvasback.org. I understand a huge number of people here are affected by diabetes, 60, 70 percent. Yeah. And it would be even better here because we have uh, uh, raw materials. It's just a matter of how do you prepare it. Yeah. And the muscle items they have to import. Very little, yeah, yeah. very little. Uh, but here it's just a matter of uh, getting into a habit of uh, changing the diet from imports, from using oil and stuff like this. Okay. Well, maybe we'll have to work together. Yeah, so I, wish, we can do. I wish I were young to take on this kind of challenge. Well, you're not so. that old. <laughs> well, good. I will. Thank you so much. We appreciate your time. Today is a great day. What is the vision here? 2030. Oh, praise God. Anyway, <laughs> this is the next I improve from 2080 to 2040 and out of the edemas. Oh, I'm so happy. That is great. And I'm glad that you postponed your your trip and that we could take yeah, care of you. <laughs> I, I forgot how uh, it feels to, to be see clearly. Wow, that's great. <laughs> so I've got to ask, are you happy that Canvas Back is here? Uh, certainly. <laughs> oh, great. Good. So now where, do, where does... He's going to doctor, either Dr. Van Brocklin or one of the ODs to take a look. Okay. But he... Uh, yeah, 2025 with a little correction. Oh, wow. So, with you? You're great with me. Thank you so much. Yes, have a fun day. <laughs> Enjoy your day. So, really happy for you. I'm, I love the smile, and I'm just, it was an honor to be able to take care of you. Thank you.
I was in Washington, I couldn't do it. I, my daughter said I would. <laughs> she would have helped me take me to the... You couldn't but Here's the best part. She was going to go to Washington in Olympia to our clinic in Olympia. And she ended up getting the same surgery she would have had had she gone and had surgery in Olympia. So what are the odds of being across the country? So your surgeon had to chase you across the world to give you the same surgery. He followed you. <laughs> well, God must have wanted you to have this surgery, huh? <laughs> I'm gonna clean the purple X off of their forehead, okay? In part here is the X is because that's the eye that had the surgery. Yes, just like any <laughs> other body part, you're going to have knee surgery and they're gonna mark which leg it is that's getting the surgery and which arm. They do that just not because of confidence issues, but just reassurance. There's a lot of people that go back. Most clinics do about 40, as well as the PCLI group, they do about 40 surgeries, 40 to 45 each day, so um, count fingers Okay. And it was a significant cataract where they couldn't see the back of the eye, so those are always, we don't know what's back there, and so we're... How are you? Come in, come in, sit down. I see a smiling face. Yeah. Were you comfortable <laughs> last night? Yes? Good. Good, good. Are you excited? Let's get that tape off. They tell me that you could only count some fingers is all you could see. Is that, you're doing good though. Yeah. All right. <laughs> We're anxious to see if you can see anything more than fingers today. I know. You are too, right? Are you excited? <laughs> I'm excited for you. So let's get this tape off. Sorry, I'm going to try yeah. not to take okay. your eyebrows with it. Okay. They don't tell you about the free eyebrow wax we offer. <laughs> the free eyebrow offer. <laughs> there you go. Sorry. Good. Bandage. Yeah, in the States, they charge a lot to pluck we those do. eyebrows. We do. Oh. What do you think? Can you see a little bit? Yes. Yeah, you're probably going to be blurry. Yeah. Before, you know, I covered this one eye. So you see anything. Can you see me here a little yes. bit? I'm a handsome guy, right? Yeah. <laughs> a cowboy. A cowboy. cowboy. Oh, she can see. She can see. <laughs> Look up right. for me. I'm going to try to just get a little bit of the debris that's in there out. Okay. I hope you enjoyed watching the patients having their bandages removed after surgery. I never get tired of watching the process. They look at the chart and begin reading line after line when just the previous day, many couldn't even see a hand wave in front of them. Even though surgeries can cost $7,000 to $12,000 per patient, Canvasback services are free. Yes, free. These dear people make about $30 to $50 per month. Without our medical super teams, they would have no hope of recovering their sight. You can bring hope to these dear people by partnering with us. Please send your gifts of love today. You'll be changing lives, guaranteed. To be a part of this exciting ministry, you can write us at Canvas Back Missions, 940 Adam Street, Suite R, Benicia, California, 94510.
You can also log on to canvasback.org or call us at 707-746-7828. You know, thank you for watching. Please join me again for another exciting island adventure. Remember, Canvasback is making an impact on hearts and lives one miracle at a time.